but safety never takes a holiday when duty calls. Blart answers. All right, that's our review. Thanks, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Film Find, the best movie podcast ever. Assuming you've never listened to a movie podcast before, I am your host, Adam Portress, and we are a day late, but doggone it. We are having a show this week, and I am joined by Matt Smith. Are we reviewing Bridesmaids this week? (laughs) Um, It would be better than one of our movies, at least. Maybe both. Uh, Probably all of them that we're going to talk about. You're probably not wrong. Uh, but yeah, we're back, and uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. This show is going to be chock full of stuff, dude. Tons of stuff. Uh, we got a lot of things to talk about. So uh, this week we're going to be reviewing, God help us, Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. Yeah, we went and saw that so you don't have to. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, and, uh, and we're going to be wrapping it up with Unfriended, the kind of, uh, I guess, the... The newest of found footage type, in a in a sense, <laughs> movies that are out there. I guess if you could call it that. Um. Yeah, you can call it that. That's what I'm calling it. I mean, it's it's sort of it's in the vein of that, but uh, so it's we'll found footagey, found footage esque, if you will. I like the e part. Footagey. <laughs> e. And G- e, yeah, found found footagey. Found footagey. Yeah, that's how that'll work. It's better than esque. Esque implies class. Oh, that's a good point. Good point. Or like proper lineage. This is more like a bastard child. This we, is, don't want, we don't want to legitimate it. We found this one out by the dumpster, and instead of just you know leaving it there, we decided to raise it as our own. We need we needed a small servant child in the uh, living quarters anyway. You know somebody's got to keep those rats company at some point. You know. Uh, oh, I man. like being a Disney villain. It's good. It's not bad. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna do all that kind of jazz and everything, but uh, let's uh, let's jump into what you've been watching. I'll kind of take the reins here. I saw this movie uh, a couple weeks back, and I should have mentioned it, but it was one of those things that uh, we were talking just before the show that uh, sometimes you see so many things and you you forget what you saw, and mm-hmm. especially if you don't write it down before you do a show, you're like, um, what did I watch again? And then you have a situation like this where three weeks later you go, oh yeah, I want to tell people. Um, so every now and then, Fathom Events does kind of their stuff, either as like Mystery Science Theater or some uh, you know uh, live play stuff from the Who's a What's It Theater and somewhere's in England. Uh, but every now and then, they do retro movies and stuff, and uh, I wish they would do more shit like this, because I really, really uh, dig it when they do it and do it well, uh, like they did with this one, Alfred Hitchcock's Rear Window. Uh, that was a really, really fun time, and I gotta say, I was super, super stoked, because a lot of these things are very hit and miss with audience attendance. And uh, this one was very well attended, so I was kind of, I was just like, there's hope for humanity, you know? And it was people of all ages, man, young, old, it was just like, it was a wide swath of diversity uh, between, you know, ages, age ranges, races, and everything. It was just like, oh, this is nice. It's, everyone's coming out to see this great old movie, and uh, it was lovely. Uh, Except for the fact that I don't think the, um, what they used for a transfer looked like crap. I don't know what the. I know that there's a Blu-ray set out now. It's it's still a little bit too expensive for my taste. I got the uh, Hitchcock uh, 
uh, Warner Brothers, I think it's Warner Brothers, DVD box set. Was it Warner Brothers or was it fucking Universal? It's one or the other. But uh, one of the, the big masterpiece collection. And mm-hmm. uh, the, the the DVD transfers were fair, but I think they upgraded some for the Blu-rays when it came out. But it's still a little bit too expensive. I have a bought little, it uh, little uh, just tip for uh, people who might be interested in that uh, Blu-ray set. Uh, check the Amazon.co.uk website. They put that set on sale all the time, and the Blu-rays uh, in the UK are region-free mm. for for that set. And uh, the only thing that is missing is um, the mono soundtrack for Vertigo. Well, that's not a bad. I mean, trade but you off get overall. you get all the same stuff. There's one film that's missing. Uh, because of various rights issues in the UK, hmm. uh, but you know it's it's available on Blu-ray here as a single one, whatever it is. I can't remember which one right now, but uh, I got my set right when it came out for like one hundred and fifty dollars cheaper yeah. than than what they were asking then, and and yeah, uh, the import um, shipping was not super awful. Yeah, I've been I just been kind of putting it off and putting it off. It's like I'll eventually get it. And it took me forever to wait for that DVD set to go on sale before I <laughs> bought it. I was just like I think I saw it on sale for like 40 bucks one day and I'm just like and work done done got it. Uh but that was well into actually Blu-ray already, but uh So yeah, so Rear Window looked great. I mean, it's a, it's the great movie that, you know, if you if you haven't seen it first of all, what the hell is wrong with you? You're a weird strange person. I don't know that I should know you, but yeah, I'll forgive you if you're. What the fuck are you doing listening to our hoity-toity bullshit? Yeah, we, remind you that we're reviewing <laughs> Paul Blart and Mall Cop Two today. <laughs> Just saying. Um, yeah, but no, well, the I transfer. Our audience. The transfer was balls, dude. It really did not look good. And and I know you chided me about b- being a film guy, but I gotta say, a film transfer of this would have looked so much. I mean, if we would have seen like a proper film, at least if it looked like shitty in film and had grain and a lot of grain and high grain and scratches and shit it would have been a little bit more forgiving but this just looked like a really big sd transfer on a fucking you know 40 foot wide screen well you know the the issue with the fathom events thing is that it's not through the actual projectors it's through one of the other little subsequent things there right yeah it's not a dcp uh, projection at all uh so whatever it is like is the source uh, it's like watching it through satellite, basically. So what they're doing is beaming that through the slide projector, right? Which is a high definition projector, yeah. But it's not a 4K projector like the big Sony units they have up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so what you're getting is like, if it is a standard definition transfer, which for that film for Fathom may have actually been what they were using, looked like it was. Um, you know, you're getting that beamed into their receiver and then transmuted into that regular HD, uh, projector, which is the one that they show like all the pre-show entertainment from, right? Uh, which don't look great in and of themselves already. Right. Exactly. Uh, and, and so that's the issue, right? So I, I actually haven't been to any of the fathom events because I know that about it. Yeah. Um, and it just puts me off in general. Although I've heard like there have been some that are really good. I mean, it's okay for like the MST3K stuff where it's just like you're watching something that's of dubious quality to begin with, so you really don't right. care. Uh, but when it's something like this, you're just like, fuck, I really wish the transfer looked really, really good. Because, I mean, you, you pay extra money to go see it on the big screen. Damn if it wouldn't help to really look good. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I mean, I've seen like a print of The Godfather that wasn't in the greatest of shape, but it it was better than watching a DVD, you know, that big. So. Yeah. No, I, 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 yeah, that doesn't surprise <laughs> me at all. Is is what I'm saying. Uh, let's see. It sucks, but it doesn't. Surprise yeah, me. I, I think they should make more stuff like that uh, tomorrow or when this is uh, when this is airing. They're doing uh, Sound of Music. I I half want to see it. It's my birthday, and I don't like <laughs> of all things to go see on my birthday. I don't know that Sound of Music is would be right at the top of my list. I mean, oh, fuck I, it, man, a doe, a deer. I listen. I, I I very much love that movie. I mean, don't get me yeah, wrong. Who doesn't? Uh, but assholes. Yeah, but I just I'm like I think my family wants to take me out for dinner and shit. So I don't know if I'm gonna go see it or not. But yeah, I really want that that Blu-ray. So goddamn expensive with the gift set and everything. I want it, but it's I've had a couple of chances to buy it at a fairly low price, but I've fucked it up. All right, so uh, next up, uh, it's it's new television season on HBO, and uh, while I'm not uh caught up on uh on a game of a game of game of the thrones and and whatnot um i i i have i was caught up on uh, silicon valley so i've been watching the first two episodes of that and i gotta say uh i really enjoy that show uh, i follow a lot of tech stuff anyways just as you know a, a personal hobby uh so a lot of that stuff is kind of there's some inside jokes in there most stuff people would get but uh i i like how specific they are and i know a lot of kind of people in that sort of arena uh to a degree and uh, a lot of that is kind of spot on with the way that people fucking act in that thing. So I don't know where Mike Judge is really. I know he worked for some uh, sort of uh, you know small thing like that, kind of in the early uh, days of the internet and stuff. But uh, man, th- their writing on that's fucking fantastic. Yeah, I I like the first season. What I saw that I'm kind of behind on uh, shows that people give a shit about for no other reason other than like I don't have any fucking time. Now I will say this: <laughs> the no, well, the uh, in in the uh, first season of Silicon Valley, there is the most expertly told, most advanced dick joke in history ever told, and it's fantastic. Oh yeah, I've seen that episode. It's amazingly so good. good. Uh, so let's see. Uh, next up, I, I, we're going to go back to theaters for a second here. I went and saw a True Story, the uh, the new uh, movie with uh, Jonah Hill and James Franco, uh, about, get this, a true story. Uh, mm-hmm. Where a guy um, supposedly has uh, killed his family and everything, gets sent off to jail, and Jonah Hill plays a reporter and uh, goes and interviews him about this. In uh, You know, he's going to write a book about it. And uh, this kind of thing. Um, here's the problem with the movie is it's not a terrible movie, but it's not a good movie either. Um, you have two great actors doing having pretty damn good performances. The writing is fairly decent, but I think the problem is um, it. And then I don't know the real story or anything here, but I think it stays probably too true to what the real story in life was, which at the end of the day doesn't end on a real dramatic kind of you know flourish. Mm-hmm. of any kind and it's just kind of like it just goes well that's what happened and it's not super I mean you don't feel it feels like you're building to something and building to something and then when you get there and eh, nothing shows up so it's a it's a little bit disappointing in that way I mean it's it, it looks good it's fairly well directed and that's the thing is that at the end of the day I don't know that what I could point out to you that would really make it better um, except for you know making something up for the ending and I, I you know of course when you're wanting to portray this as a true story which it is uh, you don't want to make stuff up, but it might have made it more entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> I'd just be like, if they would have just like put like a little coda at the end, just going, yo, that last 15 minutes, we made that shit up. <laughs> but the rest was pretty good, right? <laughs> I don't know. 
Well, uh, I, I hope to see that movie yeah. soon. It's, I've been wanting it's to. Okay. And, uh, it's okay. It's okay. The two put out good, good performances, and I hate how people just, like, I saw, I want to say it was a Hollywood Reporter article. I didn't read it because I was just like, this is fucking stupid. Um, talking about, uh, you know, oh, com- comedic actors in Germanic roles and stuff. It's just like, these, come on. Such a stupid thing. I'm mean, like, these guys both do great. And I think because they're, they're like, do people see these guys? And they're like, oh, well, I know them as comedic actors. And therefore, I can't take them seriously in these roles. Fuck you. So stupid. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I, on next week on uh, HMP, I'm going to be uh, reviewing uh, Batman versus Robin. So I saw that as a DC Direct movie. Yeah, how was that one? Um, it's better than Son of Batman, which I also watched in preparation because I had not seen that previously. Mm-hmm. Uh, Son of Batman was okay. Um, I wasn't you know completely thrilled by it. Uh, I think uh, Batman versus Robin is a step up from that. Uh, it's still just not utterly amazing. Um, and we talk about that on our, on uh, next week's HMP, where it's a little bit uh, we're kind of confused at what DC does and how they're doing it and who they're really doing this for because it doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> uh, it doesn't make sense in the fact that uh, they keep producing like adult material, but either not going to adult or to kid with it. Exactly. It's like it's yeah. not. It's like, and I mean, especially you got the Court of Owls stuff. It's like. You're going down this interesting road and everything, but it's not laid enough within the comics to be super true to the comics, but it doesn't divert enough to be something completely different. You add the whole Damian Wayne thing in there, which doesn't really fit within that story. I thought it was an okay match for what they did with it, Um, but Mm -hmm. he's not necessary to the plot, really. Um, I will say this though, killer, uh, killer performance from, he's only in it for a very short time, but Weird Al Yankovic does the Dollmaker and, uh, I think that guy should do a lot more voiceover work. He was really, really good. Uh, if you didn't know it, you might not recognize it. So damn good. Right on. Yeah. I would, I would expect that he'd be very good at voice voiceover. Yeah. He was, uh, I was just like, this guy needs to be in some more animation cause, uh, I, I, I think he could do, uh, quite well. Uh, so the only other thing that I saw staying on the Batman tip here. Uh, everybody on the internet saw Batman versus or Batman v Superman. You can't even call uh, it versus because yeah. there's no S in it. But I want to talk about. Oh, shut up. Hold on. I got an interesting thing here. It makes me feel good about myself. Okay. <laughs> uh, so the Batman v Superman trailer uh, leaked out early, and then of course, you know, as studios are wont to do, instead of you seeing the shitty bootlegged version that they put out, uh, they dropped out a uh, the actual trailer and everything. But I, I did not watch that because, uh, you know, just before that was actually leaked, they gave out, uh, they said, hey, come on down to the IMAX here, and uh, we're going to show you the trailer on IMAX. And I thought, well, that'll be a kind of neat way to see. I like seeing, uh, you know, trailers in the theater and stuff. Uh, so my brother and I headed out down there, and uh, the fun part was is when we got there, I don't know if they're going to be for IMAX, but they did sign us a thing and said they're going to send us uh, free tickets to uh, see, uh, you know, the movie on, on the big screen. So I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was worth coming out there for. I uh, think IMAX even better, guys. Because, <laughs> like, you did let us see an IMAX trailer, for fuck's sake. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, well, give us the whole thing. They're like, nah, you're going to go see a 2D one in a shitty small theater. Uh, and, like, they specifically bu- booked the smallest theater they could for it. Um, But, so, it, it's pretty much the exact same trailer that you saw online. So, Zack Snyder comes up. He gives his little, hey, welcome, yada, yada, yada. And, of course, then they play the trailer. 
And then the cool part is, well, actually, so we fade down. Zack Snyder comes up, and the cool thing is, is they played this trailer twice, uh, which you know, for something that's what two and a half minutes long at the most, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of nice that they did show it twice. Uh, so he comes back in, points out a couple of things of like, hey, check out for this. This is what we kind of did. Uh, you know, here are what the IMAX shots are, and the shot that you see at the very end is not included. Now this is this was clearly taped before the leak of the uh, of the trailer. Uh, right. But the trailer that is actually put out by Warner Brothers and everything uh, does not have the final shot in it, which is Batman and Superman running at each other and punching, which was fucking cool. Everybody on the internet complained about how this was such a very still trailer and nothing was moving and nothing was going on. Well, we actually got to see, you know, the ones of us who actually went to the theater and saw it, we got to see them actually run together and do a big punch thing. Was it that much more? No, but it feels like I got a little bit up on the internet and I got rewarded for waiting a little bit. So it kind of felt nice. <laughs> And I got a Batman and Superman uh, little teaser trailer posters when I came out, so that was kind of cool. Well, I'm glad that uh, Warner Brothers still has no fucking clue what they're doing then. Well. (laughs) How so? How so? Explain Uh, thyself, sir. uh, Well, I mean, not only is the trailer fucking awful, but they're going to do that shit for like a handful of people that show up to IMAX theaters, and then they're going to, I don't know. I, for uh, once, uh, for once, come on, man! For once, they're actually giving fans that took the time to do something a fucking treat. Uh, yeah, because I think they're really fucking scared uh, for their fucking this completely up. Oh no! Don't get me wrong; I don't have high hopes for this movie. Still, uh, I I don't know. <laughs> I I saw that trailer, and I don't even know that a running punch, whatever the fuck, could. Like make me think it was good. It was it was cool. It, trust me, it didn't make me think it was great. It was just cool looking. This is the same. It's the same problem I have with the Star Wars trailer. Uh, like, oh, awesome! There's one shot of Chewie and Han at the end. The rest of that trailer fucking blows. Oh it, no! See, I like these. I, I well, just don't specifically. Like, I like the Star Wars trailer, and I'll tell you why. It's uh, not fucking. Even, it's not giving me everything that. Uh, I mean, look at that. I mean, somebody talked about it. I didn't read the more specific reviews of it because I don't really want to know. But mm-hmm. the next Terminator movie has something that I've heard is ridiculously spoilery in the trailer. So I'd rather them have give these kind of vague sort of actiony shots and shit as opposed to just be like, by the way, that was the last shot of the fucking film. We talked about it on Hot Tub Time Machine too. The last shot of the fucking movie is in the goddamn trailer. It's ridiculous. Oh, I don't even care about like that. I just think uh, like the things that they did show us don't matter. And uh, they didn't make me care that the movie was coming out. You are just I thought I was the heartless one on this show. And you are really starting to tick me. You're, you're really starting Here's, to overpass me, I, man. And I, I, I said like that. this the day <laughs> I said this on the day that the Star Wars teaser came out. Go back. Watch the episode one teaser trailer. That is a Star Wars trailer. Oh, you're not wrong. I mean, in the, it's a it's a fan that is of of all the trailers. I would say that that teaser trailer for Episode One. I mean, utterly spectacular. You will. Mm-hmm. You're definitely not wrong there. I mean, that goes down in the. I mean, as movie or no, great fucking trailer, no doubt. And yeah. I, I will give you that those but, trailers. Uh, that trailer is know, better than these two trailers are for people, it so far. I'm not going to lie. You're right. But people had people then same ridiculous fucking overwrought. Uh, oh my God, this is the greatest thing ever reactions. Like there's a whole, oh, there's a whole, like you can go and fucking find articles, just search like star Wars episode one trailer reactions. And there are like write-ups from legit film sites and also fanboy film sites where people just have the most ridiculous goddamn reactions for that trailer. 
And we all know how that fucking turned out. Well, you're not wrong. And, and I'm not. I'm never that, putting anything that, past anybody anymore, especially when it comes to that. I think that it's going to take a lot fucking more than a single shot of Han Solo and Chewbacca at the end of a trailer that has shown us nothing other than BB-8, which is pretty fucking cool, right? I'm, I will admit that. Uh, that has shown us nothing that is of any consequence because we have no fucking clue what the context of any of it is. Um, I, that's not a fucking trailer that works for me. Like, well, I fuck, mean, I, I, I could, I could, well, it's a, it's still technically a teaser trailer. It's not a full trailer, but I, I appreciate it's the second one. Well, is my point. Second teaser. That's what they're saying. I don't well, know. I'm and, just going by and, what they're saying. That's all. And but, I have to say, I'm getting real fucking tired of teaser trailers. Like just put a fucking trailer out and that's the fucking trailer. Well, Quit giving me 30 fucking seconds of something that might be cool or not, but doesn't fucking matter. I'm so tired. I'm so tired of it. I'm going to hear, I'm going to have to watch fucking full length trailers, like 17 different fucking full length trailers for Batman, Superman and Star. I know it. I know that's what's fucking coming. And, you know, like they just saved themselves a whole lot of trouble if they just waited, you know, till the fucking summertime and released an actual goddamn trailer. And then that was fucking it done. People are still going to go see the fucking movie, but they have to do this stupid thing where you have to tease everything because people are really excited. Like, motherfucker, like, people are going to show up to see the Batman Superman movie. Mm. They're going to show up to see Jurassic World. They're going to show up to see fucking Terminator. They're going to show up to see, right? Like, you do not have to draw that shit out like it's the world's longest goddamn fanboy blowjob. You don't have to draw it out. You're showing us a bunch of bullshit that doesn't matter, and I fucking hate it. I cannot take it anymore. I'll take a fanboy blowjob. Uh, that oh, sounded almost. I can't almost. fucking deal. <laughs> that one, that, I'm sorry, like one shot at the end of all these fucking te- teaser trailers, because that's what they do. They fucking show nothing for I'll say a this, minute though. and a half, and then there's five fucking seconds of something that you give a shit about, and everybody's supposed to fucking cream their pants. Fuck that shit. I'm, Fuck hey, it. Okay, well, let me, let me at least, I'll give you this before we move on. I'll give you at least a little bit of, you know, nice thing for here for me. The Han and Chewie stuff didn't really do anything for me. I liked all the stuff b- before that. I love seeing the Star Destroyer in the fucking sand. I mean, that's the kind of shit that gets me of just, like, what happened here. I mean, that's the kind of tease that I like. Han saying we're, we're home, eh, didn't really do much for me. It was, it was cool, whatever, but that is not that is not what made that trailer for me. It was seeing the new the new Star Destroyer. It was seeing the, you know, just to kind of, I don't know. It was just, it was a teasing factor. I could give a fuck about that last shot. All right, what have you been watching? Let's get let's get you to fucking turn that around upside down. I don't even want to talk about it anymore now. <laughs> just so down and everything. Uh, uh, okay, what did I watch? Um, I, I finally went and saw Big, Big Hero 6. I fucking bought that Blu-ray a while back. Didn't sit down to it until last week. Uh, and it was really good. You talked about it on Hero Movie uh, podcast, I know. Indeed. Um, and and you really liked it, right? Yeah, it was a, it was a very fun film. Yeah, I I, I liked it too. Uh, I will say I didn't think that it was perfect, only because it's all set up. Um, yeah. And and I was a little bothered by that, like only because I don't think Disney's going to franchise it the way that they need. Right? Like it's taken them forever to make another fucking uh, Incredibles movie. I kind of um, hope they don't. Like, I wish they would. I wish they would just leave it be. I mean, just like, I mean, I'm not excited for. I mean, I hope they do it well, but because they're clearly going to do it. But I hope they don't do an incredible. I wish they wouldn't do an incredible sequel. Let it. Let it be. Oh, I don't care. Uh, no, these things need them, right? Like, you know what doesn't need a fucking sequel? Finding Nemo. 
No, you're not wrong there. That Finding one... Nemo does not need a sequel. The Incredibles, okay, give me a fuck one other fucking movie that isn't an origin story. Give me that shit. Just one fucking thing. But did you like and... Monsters Inc. sequel being an origin story? I like that. No, no, no. I'm saying like the first fucking movie of the franchise is a goddamn origin story, and then they take a fucking decade to make a sequel. Yeah, that's a little annoying. I'm. Not... I'm I, I mean, that's the other thing that pisses me off, and I'm. I'm uh, so glad that maybe we're finally over that shit. Like, uh, like I will say the one thing that I'm looking forward to with Batman and Superman is not having to deal with fucking origin stories. Yeah. Uh, as as a two hour standalone film. The sad part is is, is, is is they're gonna <laughs> they're really going over everything of just going hey I mean because it's practically I mean let's let's be honest here it's uh, based on a little bit of Frank Miller work we, no, I know. Uh, so they're gonna just they're not even just skipping origin story they're skipping like whole fucking movies <laughs> yeah good good they need to do that shit because uh, like uh, I don't think that um, Warner Brothers. Uh, in particular, and I don't think that Disney gets it at all. Like Disney does not understand why the Marvel movies work, uh, which which is a tragedy, right? I mean, that's why they have Marvel do their own thing is because they literally just do not understand how that functions. Yeah. Uh, and neither does Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers has no fucking clue what they're doing. Uh, and I see it every time, right? Like you saw the you saw the posters for. I'm going to keep bagging on Batman Superman for a minute. Uh, <laughs> Listen, you saw the listen, posters? listen, I enjoy that. Well, I got the posters actually. <laughs> yeah, the the fucking defense. Like, what yeah. are these guys? These fucking all powerful dudes. They're they're like thirteen. They're eight. Why are they? Why are they fucking one? Why do they have posters of their fucking faces around anywhere in the real world? And two, why are they defacing them? I thought that was people that were, uh, I would, I would, and this is, I don't fucking have a clue. I'm just going to go off of what a silly poster I brought home. <laughs> but I, I mean, I never really thought, <laughs> you've thought way more about this than I did. Cause I was just like, ah, cool well, because poster. Because you know exactly where I, where I went was, oh, some genius fucking marketing suit at Warner Brothers knew that this worked as a style for the Dark Knight's marketing. No, no, and we're going to just do that because that's what we really want is the Dark Knight, but we're not going to get the Dark Knight, so we've got this shit now. You know, I didn't How think about that. How do we market this? You're, you're dead and on. And it's the same fucking thing, and it's uh, tired and boring and also makes no fucking sense. It makes no sense. No, no, I no, I didn't think about it that way, but you're not wrong. That's very Dark Knight-esque. And, I mean, and let's be honest, if you're – well. And here's, if you're uh, if you're Warner Brothers, don't you? I mean, now granted, it's not what is what's smart, but don't you want to? I guess their thought is is hey, w- would it be stupid of us not to go ahead and push the most successful thing that we've ever had? Just kind of recycle that horseshit. Oh, I know that's that's it's, what drives me. I'm not crazy saying it's not. I'm not saying it's a smart I, thing to do, but I that's what they're doing. That's their thing. Yeah, I know that's why they did it. Like, like that's the, that's the problem is it's not even a clever thing, <laughs> right? Like it's, it's not an attempt to do anything other than, Hey man, we're Warner brothers and we're really fucking panicked because we don't have any tentpole pictures outside of this fucking multi-year DC franchise thing we've set up. And if this blows, Oh my fucking God. They have to do something, man, because I mean, they dropped the Harry Potter stuff. That's fucking gone. What was the other Warner Brothers big thing? Well, they have the spinoffs, but you know those fucking movies. Those are going to suck balls. No one's going to watch those. I mean, Mm -hmm. they'll watch them, but they're not going to be, you know, they're not going to do Harry Potter. But but that's what it is. I mean, like that trailer that, uh, uh, 
somebody online described as heavy metal, uh, a heavy metal Batman. <laughs> um, uh, it, like, I just think like from the trailer to the posters that they released to just, I, 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 it's just them trying to do like, holy shit, we need to make something that's as good as the dark Knight That'll keep people showing up and, uh, they're going to fuck it up. Probably. The only thing I'm really, I just, I do, I, I like the idea of Affleck as Batman. I like the costume. I don't particularly care for the, uh, the, the Superman, the, what I'm calling the, uh, or many people are calling, I'm not going to take just credit for it, but the, uh, the Lego Batman costume he has at the end. Um, well, that's right out of Miller too. Oh yeah, right? I know, like, I know, I know. Like I'm it's just, the suit. But it looks but, so Lego-y, it's great. <laughs> yeah. No, look, I like the design of that film. I will say that. That's something that Zack Snyder's really good well, he at. He makes beautiful just, looking films for sure. Um, any fucking way. Look, Big Hero Six was good. Go see that shit. Uh, <laughs> what else? What else? I also, I also <laughs> finally got around to seeing. <laughs> Lord, do I know how to segue? Indeed. Um, uh, much like Paul Blah. Um, no, uh, <laughs> Book of Life. I finally saw as well, and I and I do say uh, this movie is gorgeous. It's Terry Gilliam's animated movie, right? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I know. I okay. <laughs> All right. It took you a second. You got it. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> Uh, any, in any case, uh, book of life, right. It was produced by, um, Guillermo del Toro and, uh, God damn it. Who's the director. I'm going to put this in a, in a IMDb uh, while I'm looking it up. But, uh, yeah. uh, you know, here's the thing. Um, it has a really distinct visual style that works because of how the film sets it up. Uh, so there's like a whole frame story where these kids are being told the story about, uh, you know, people on, in Mexico on the day of the dead. Um, Princess and Bride all style? of the, what's that? Princess Bride style. Yeah. There's, you know, it's a frame story, right? But they're at like a museum. So this museum, uh, Dawson is like telling them the story about the day of the dead and, uh, but like while she's telling, she's like, all these characters are like these dolls here represent all the characters in our story. Right. And so when it gets into the telling of the story and that becomes what the movie is, uh, all of the characters are animated like they're like wooden dolls. Right. Like like puppets, basically. So they're, uh, you know, fully articulated and everything. But they're they're very obviously like modeled on figures that are made out of wood and have uh, like articulated joints that are visible and things like that. And it looks really cool. Actually, it makes a whole lot of sense when you're watching it. Um, because they look like just dolls. Um, uh, anyway, it, it's also, um, just unbelievably colorful and gorgeous. And, uh, Diego Luna does some amazing voice work. You want to talk about somebody who, uh, like really sells, uh, this character, in an animated film, Diego Luna, who, uh, is, is a pretty great actor in his own right. Um, so I saw that. I also went this weekend to see child 44. Uh, so child 44 is a, um, Oh shit. Hold on. I finally got my thing to load. So the book of life, just so we know is, uh, Jorge Gutierrez is the, uh, is the uh, director of that movie. Okay. Um, who I don't think has done anything. No, he pretty much else. was discovered by doing a thing that was more or less a short for this, if memory serves. Yeah, that's right. I remember reading about that now. Um, but he's he's worked on some other stuff. Right? He was on like Cartoon Network. He did animation for Mad and stuff. I remember that part of it. Um, anyway, so so there's, there's that movie. Uh, I went to see Child 44. Uh, and I have to say, I actually really liked this movie. Uh, it's not getting great reviews. I think it's sitting somewhere in the mid to high 20s 
on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. So, you know, it is what it is, I guess. Uh, but people, I think, tend to not like it mostly because of um, how just chock full of different things going on it is. Uh, so it doesn't have like a real cohesive um, feel as far as the plot is concerned, but I, that's actually what I really dug about it. So it's this uh, historical drama that's set in the 50s in the Soviet Union in the so Stalinist era. Um, and uh, Tom Hardy plays this um, investigator for the police, uh, the state police, right? Um uh, and stumbles upon a serial killer that's been killing children in the countryside uh, over the course of, you know, a few years. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, it's, um, you know, it's Stalinist Russia, so uh, it's, you know, quote-unquote paradise. I was going to say, so it's and, fun. And, well, no, I mean, like, that's, right, like if, you, like, if you think about state propaganda, right, yeah. uh, this is what the movie is about, is, is like, how the system of oppression and state-run propaganda systems and things like that actually frame all of the lives of these people. Um, so he, he stumbles upon this serial killer, but, of course, the official position is that uh, there are no murders in paradise, um, so the government basically keeps covering them up and, uh, like scapegoating people, uh, like executing people who they say were the killers so that people, you know, like whatever, um, or blaming it on accidents or whatever else, right. Falsifying documents. Um, and I actually really liked, uh, how both of those things interacted together, this like serial killer plot and the kind of, uh, political thriller. Uh, or political drama. It's not even a thriller. Like it's more just, this is how the system is. Uh, but it has a pretty good cast. They don't all, uh, they're, they're good performances, not great performances. And it's partly because the film is so sprawling, I think. Um, but the cast, right. Just, it's, uh, Joel Kinnaman who people know from the killing on AMC, uh, and, and of course on Netflix, uh, which I was a fan of for the first season and then like, holy fuck, did that show like fluctuate wildly um, <laughs> in quality. Uh, but also like uh, the three the three main people to go see this movie for because uh, they're they're all they're really good. Um, uh, Tom Hardy is the lead. Uh, Gary Oldman and uh, Numi Rapace. But those uh, guys are just so hit and miss with what they do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, they're they turn in really good work. Um, uh also, like Jason Clark shows up in here for like half a second, and um, what do you think about I, Jason Clark? I like Jason Clark a lot. I've liked him since Brotherhood. Hmm. I, I I like him a whole sometimes lot. Sometimes I like him. Sometimes I don't care. I just I'm 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 back and forth with him. Uh, <laughs> uh, Vincent Cassell is in here. Oh. Um, he's got and, a lot of uh, good people then. And and uh, Patty Considine is in here. Huh. And and he doesn't do a whole lot of non-British shit, <laughs> so it was <laughs> nice to see him crop up. Um, but uh, no, it's uh, I thought it was a very well done adult movie for this time of year. Um, not the best thing, right? There's a reason it didn't come out in the fall. Yeah, uh, you know, it wasn't scheduled for a fall release, but it's I think it it is what it is, and I and I enjoyed it. I thought I thought there was a lot going on, and I liked it a lot. Hmm. So. Uh, anyway, that's that's kind of what I've been watching. All let's, right. Let's do this bullshit now. 
Hell yeah. <laughs> we're going to do some stuff. Um, we're going to take a quick break, though, because i gotta, I got to open up a window. It's fucking hot in here. So, um, well, that's fine. I need to uh, like grab something all right, uh, so, so kids, I'm not just bagging on Batman again. Yeah, so kids, what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break here, come on back, and uh, we're going to jump into Paul Blart here. So uh, we'll see you in a sec. <laughs> Oh, hi there. It's Adam from the Film Fine Podcast. I'm sure right now you're enjoying this fine podcast and a candlelit bath along with a nice Chardonnay. And why not? You deserve it. But let's face it, life can't always be this relaxing. Sometimes you need to take two minutes out and help a friend. In this case, a podcast. That's right. Here at the Film Fine, we need your iTunes review. A review on iTunes helps our podcast reach more people just like you who love thoughtful movie discussions. So after you've washed all that chamomile out of your hair, head on down to thefilmfind.com and click on the subscribe on iTunes button and leave us a review. Now back to your regular scheduled program. How come ain't no black people performing in this hotel? We ain't good enough for you people? We got Lionel Richie performing here tonight. Lionel Richie ain't been black since the Commodores, man. everybody we are back and let me tell you who's excited you should be excited why who's be- not excited <laughs> um you know there are a lot of films that uh get reviewed on podcasts and stuff and some of them are good and some of them are bad and then some of them are paul blart mall cop too and uh i would invite you guys all to take a listen to the trailer Ugh. Mr. Alert. Here's a map of the property. Don't need it. It's already been scanned. Locked and loaded. Sir, yeah. That way. Had that upside down when I scanned it. That's why. It's on you. I heard you're pretty good on one of those things. I've been known to dabble. Monkey hopping it. Oh! oh! <laughs> I missed it! Oh! <gasps> Still got it. Dad, it's a vacation. Try to enjoy it. Someone's taken down the hotel. Your uniform as requested, Officer Blart. We don't need any backup, Blart. Neither do I. If being a security officer was easy, anybody could do it. it. Takes a certain breed. Someone who has spidey senses. Didn't see it. Didn't see it. That's clean glass. 
We are trained to detect, deter, observe, and report. But there's one man who goes above and beyond. Sorry, ma'am. Are you gonna want turn down service? You know what you just did? Jay walked in a business district, sir. Actually, it's uh, officer. Still giving me a ticket? Couldn't give you my phone number. In case you want to grab a drink sometime. I don't drink, but I do ride. Oh. oh. All right, everybody. As <laughs> a trailer for our first new release review of this week, Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. Uh, this is sitting in a resounding 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. That rarely fucking happens. I don't think it happens. Uh, I don't think it's happened for a comedy since the Bucky Larson movie. Yeah, when that boy, boy, that deserves zero. I, though Bucky Larson was better than this, and Bucky Larson was a piece of shit. I, I never saw it, but I can only imagine that there is no way it was as laughless. As no, this no. At least, at least it had a couple like, huh? Yeah, but, but even those were few and far between. Uh, so this uh, Paul Blart Two uh, Mall Cop Two is the follow up to Paul Blart Mall Cop from two thousand and nine. Here's the IMDb plot, li- plot line for you folks if you want to keep up with that. After six years of keeping our mall safe, Paul Blart has earned a well-deserved vacation. He heads to Vegas with his teenage daughter before she heads off to college, but safety never takes a holiday when duty calls. Blart answers. All right, that's our review. Thanks, everybody. It's not uh, much uh, further. So uh, <laughs> Kevin James and a whole bunch of other people, whatever, who cares? Um, Matt, I um, I did the due diligence for this fucking show. Uh, oh, my I, God. I watched Paul Blart Mall Cop 1 in preparation for Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. Okay, well, walk us through uh, all the key points we need to know uh, going into this. Kevin James plays a mall cop. Good night, everybody. (laughs) That's about it. So he saves a mall that is under distress. He's, uh, he's, He's bumbling. He's stumbling. He takes his job way too seriously. Uh, and he's I mean, like he's good at his job, but he's as good as somebody who sucks at their job is good. That is a shitty person. I mean, I will say this, though. This movie has done nothing if not give us a name that we call every fucking mall security guard now. It's done at least that much. That's its claim to fame. Yeah. So you um, just got to let this Paul Blart-looking motherfucker over here. <laughs> I never saw the first one. And nor uh, should you. Nor should anyone who's listening to this. Do not waste your fucking time. I will say this. There is a funny movie about a mall cop out there. Oh, there is. Absolutely there is. And it came out just about the same time as this. And I <laughs> and think we reviewed people it. People hated it. Way back in the day. And they're fucking wrong. Yes. Go wrong. out and see Observe and Report if you want a yes. good fucking mall cop movie. That movie uh, is dope. Yeah, if you want a, a really, really, really dark comedy that's basically based on Taxi Driver. I was about to say, it's Paul Blart meets Taxi Driver is essentially <laughs> yeah, what it but is. But actually with funny things in it. Yeah. Here, Here's the thing. Uh, I was at, I went to the first show of this movie on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, fair-sized audience uh, at 10 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you know uh, probably 
40 people in there maybe. Uh, I cannot remember a time in my life I have ever sat in a theater as quiet as that one. I did I did the same thing. I sat back and I was just like, even they don't laugh at this shit. And they're the well, ones that are did, going out to see it. But you know it. what they laughed at? All of the same jokes you just heard in the trailer. Exactly. All the trailers. They're like, ha ha, yep, saw that in the trailer. Everything else is just crickets. Mm-hmm. Not a single thing. Uh, yeah. Uh, do, do not pay money to this thing. It's oh, it's already made more money than it than it costs to make. Yeah. Uh, it has to have. If this movie costs more than $20 million, Hollywood, get your shit together. Well, they were out in Vegas. They did. I mean, maybe they wrote off a lot of stuff. Maybe Wynn gave them some money for sh- showing off the thing, but I don't know. Uh, so Paul Blart goes to <laughs> Vegas to, uh, you know, attend a con. We have to. <laughs> no, we're going to do it. We're going. Listen, I spent 90 minutes watching this okay. piece of garbage. No, we're going to at least tear fine. it apart a little bit. All right, let's roll. So, uh, let's so Paul Blart, after the after the heroics of uh, Paul Blart Mall Cop uh, One Uno, the Uno, as I like to call it, um, uh, he's uh, it took nine fucking years, but they were just like, hey, we ought to send him off to. Uh, for some reason, mall cops have a retreat in Vegas that they go to every year, where they see all the new weapons and shit that they fucking will shoot at people. Um, it is, uh, it's stupid. It's, it's called, let's just take a free trip to Vegas is what, uh, Kevin James wrote himself, which by the way, he's a writer for this kids. And you know, mm-hmm. Kevin James, like, I mean, I remember him all the way back to the star search days and shit. I'm like, the guy can do some funny stand up. Um, this PG shit that he's peddling right here is absolute fucking garbage. Yeah. Uh, so here, here's something, uh, and, and I, I think I mentioned this to somebody who knows you and they were like, you know, way too much about this fucking movie. <laughs> um, but, but what I do know about it <laughs> is that, uh, Kevin James co-wrote this piece of shit, both yeah. of them, mm-hmm. uh, with, um, with Nick Bacay, right. Who is, uh, who was one of the producers and in the writer's room. And I think he also acted a little bit on King of Queens. Okay. So, so that should tell you something right there about how laughless and full of shit this movie is. Listen, I will take a I will take a King of Queens, I will take a King of Queens motherfucking Avenger style marathon where I'm putting entire seasons back to back before I would watch an hour and a half of this. Any day of the week. Uh I don't know that I'd go that far. This movie's that bad, kids. <laughs> um I mean, that's a statement cuz King of Queens is terrible there's a couple things that are okay it's not great it's not great it's 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 bad i mean the the best the best thing to do watching king of queens by the way is uh try to figure out um like what Patton oswald is doing trust me Patton Patton oswald the Patton in that's uh, i forget the guys uh oh fuck me i can't remember his name i'm such an asshole uh gary valentine who plays us uh the uh, his his buddy on the show when they got a, they get, there's an episode where they got an apartment mm-hmm. together and the two of them that was fucking hilarious. That was a good episode. Look that one up. Well, well, I'm I'm talking about like the weird shit that Patton Oswalt is doing on that show. There is I shit you not. There is an opening scene where they're having like a birthday party for uh, Kevin James character on that show, and Patton Oswalt just stands behind the couch, not moving <laughs> or doing anything for the entire open after he says his line and it is the weirdest thing. And he like, uh, he has straight up said, I think he tweeted about it once, yeah. right? Like, yeah, this is me just fucking around on set. 
and trying to make something interesting happen where I, like I just decided I was going to stand here and be a weirdo yeah. for the whole scene and it's nobody boring. noticed or gave a shit. Well, because everybody's, your eyes are on the and action, I but think if you that, watch in the background, you're just like, what the fuck is going on? It's worth watching that show for because no. it's weird and it's cool. Uh, so yeah, this movie is yeah, uh, humorless. And, it's uh, laughless. Anyway. His uh, teenage daughter is, is like one of those, uh, you know, ageless people. She's just like, I'm going to college. It's like, you look like you're 14. Um, apparently, the actress is 21. But also, maybe you're 30. Yeah, she's got that kind of like the, uh, the the Latina, I'm you know I'm a big girl, so really age is indeterminate for me because it's it's like nothing. I don't know. This movie's just bad. Well, I, w- I will say, she is the best thing about this thing. She at least can act compared to some of she, these cats. She commits to it. And, uh, like, like, this is a bad ha- role, has, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> has the only thing, uh, that's like dramatic in it. Um, yeah, no, she, she's good. Give her some work. Quit she actually Kevin has Jason. a, she actually has a compelling storyline in this entire thing as compared to everything uh, else. You know, partly. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> as much, hey, compared to everything else is what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, so Paul Blart's mom gets hit by Here, a milk truck. This movie is so unfunny. <laughs> People, like, everybody was just like, well, that wasn't funny. His mother got hit by a fucking milk truck and died. Yeah, that's fucked up. That's not like humorous. Well, well that's the that's the other up. thing. Like, like when okay, so here is the one thing I will give the movie this. Uh, it had a little bit of balls, and most of it was just because it had to, because nobody else wanted to be affiliated with it. Right? It undoes all of the character development from the first one. Right? Like, gets rid of his wife. Uh, well, no, she she just marries him at the end of the first uh, at right. the end of the that's first movie just to bullshit. I do like that, but right, like, but that that's the thing is when I when I saw the opening and look, <laughs> it's just like undoing all of the conventions of where you would think a sequel to a movie like that would pick up, yeah. right? Like, like you know, just more wacky zany adventures. Uh, no, like his wife divorces him after six days and, uh, then his mom gets hit by a milk truck. Um, I was like, wow, this could be interesting, but I know it's rated PG. So I know it's not going to be dark enough to be interesting. It would have been amazing if they would have like, let it go super dark and made it more observant report. But I mean, same plot, same everything, but he's dealing with the death of his mother and he is grieving and shit. That would be, if they had just let it get weird. Yeah. Not even dark, just like weirder. Uh, I think they could have been onto something. And then his but uh, gets hit by a car. <laughs> anyway, uh, don't see this movie. It's fucking worthless. I, you know, if if you feel compelled to sit for ninety minutes in a theater, not laughing with a lot of other people who sometimes laugh at really stupid shit that they've already seen because they're morons, maybe a matinee is for you. We did this so you don't have to. You're welcome. All right, uh, so let's let's for Christ's sakes, let's jump into the trailer for our next film. Here is a trailer for Unfriended, our second new release review. Look, look. Oh. Laura. 
choose your buddy. Who is that? I just tried to hang up on him. Can we get rid of this person? I don't know. Is here the whole time? This is probably a glitch. Well, the glitch just typed. Who is doing this? This is Laura's account. Who would hack into a dead girl's account? Maybe it's Laura. All right, everyone, hands up right now. Who's doing this? Wasn't me. Well, one of us did. everybody that was the god damn it <laughs> that was the trailer for unfriended our last new release review of this week here's the imdb plotline a group of online chat room friends which is not what this is imdb this is on skype um a fine uh, friends finds themselves haunted by a mysterious supernatural force using the account of their dead friend uh this is uh directed by uh levon gabrizdi maybe i'm terrible uh, at that. Know, sure knows? and uh written by nelson graves starring a whole slew of people you don't know um so this is uh this is kind of a new sort of take uh you know a new level in horror as uh <laughs> you know the kind of fucking shit that they uh marketed as um mm-hmm. but it's it's all done via a computer screen and uh Skype for the most part and a little bit of Facebook and stuff um so that uh, you know there's a video that you see online of a girl this is the anniversary of her death or whatever and then supposedly an online person has come along saying that they are this person and everybody's going to pay and we see these what four five friends five about five i guess there there are six of them six yeah. uh and they're going through all this thing and uh how to try to deal with uh this supposed you know hacker slash ghost slash who the fuck knows yeah. um uh here's here's the thing uh you do see all of it takes place entirely on a computer monitor that is the entirety of the screen you're never outside of that uh it is one of the characters computer monitors um and i have to say uh it, it handles the interface of being um on a computer online connected to all these different things extremely well yeah, I mean, for a movie that doesn't really have, you know, any sort of traditional editing per se, uh, it does a damn fine job with, you know, I mean, what you're essentially watching, you know, is, a, is a, you know, the laptop screen of an iMac for or, or, or a MacBook as, mm-hmm. you know, for an hour and a half, essentially. Yeah, and, and I have to say it, 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 hold, it held my interest, right, uh, because I was really interested in the things that it was doing with uh, kind of form and how it was telling the story through this like tech like specific technology mm-hmm. right and how we use technology and i and i have to say the film uh is not scary at all like uh there's there's like almost nothing in it that happens that you're like anxious about ever yeah. um but one thing that it does really well outside of just the visual elements of how the interface looks and works and the things is it is it, it gets 
online interaction really mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Uh, like, like it nails it, like exactly not only how like you're interacting, like we're interacting through Skype right now, but also all of the things that I'm also doing on my own computer that I'm not going to share with the world. Right. Uh, so it, so it gets at the idea of our mediated uh, like distillation of information and what we're willing to share and what we're not willing to share, uh, how we think we should be perceived online. And it gets all of that nuance really well. So, so what this movie actually is, is using this like ghost story to, to get at the idea of, of like our own presence and identities online and how we function yeah. uh, with all of this tech. And that is a really innovative thing uh, and, and really good about this. Uh, that being said, the movie kind of sucks um, and is as interesting as it is to watch it, I hope. Uh, I never see anything else like it ever again in my entire life. No, they don't. They don't. No one needs to replicate this, by the by. So anyone who's possibly listening, for crying out loud, don't replicate it. But um, it did. It kept my attention well enough throughout the entire thing. Uh, you're right. It's not like because uh, I, I had a friend of mine that I ran into last night, and she asked me. She's just like, "Oh my gosh, I wanted to go see that. Is is it scary?" Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Well, it's not really scary per se. It's not really gory or anything. Most of the stuff is, you know, kind of blocked out due to you know shakiness and shit within uh, you know internet connections and what." not which i kind of like uh yeah. so you're not you know giving the you know the whole uh, cow away or whatever the fuck how we ever want to call it um but uh it's interesting and i think uh despite its kind of gruff material and stuff like that in a lot of ways i think kids would do well by watching this movie uh yeah it's it's not a bad movie it's just not a particularly good movie outside of you know, if you're interested in what it looks like, right? The the form is the is the star here. You're not wrong. This is and it's a very interesting uh, attempt within genre itself. And I think for what it does and what I believe that it tried to accomplish uh, as its mission, it does do so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, th- I think it's successful at what it does. the The problem it has, and I think, I actually I forget who said this. It may have been my friend William, uh, kind of just tweeting about it after he saw it uh, back at uh, Sundance where it premiered. Um, somebody was tweeting about it. It might have been my friend William who who works at Crave Online. But uh, you know, the thing that it doesn't get is uh, is like white kids running around in front of their computer monitors in the dark. Not scary. No, and and that's it. I mean, I never really it's, found it's what it. didn't work about the the Paranormal Activity movie that was done kind of through the same camera apparatus as Skype, right? Like, like it just doesn't work. Number three, that's not yeah, the third one, right? Just yeah. it doesn't work. Oh, what, no, wait, no, no, that was four, four. Yeah, three's the good one. Three's right? three's good. I was about for a second. Is, I was just like, wait a minute, computers. no, I liked three. No, it was four that was bad. Yeah, that right. It doesn't work because of the same reasons. Like, like just. Being on your computer and seeing that and the things go dark and you don't know what's going that's not scary. It worked for like a small bit in VHS. <laughs> yeah. You know, when it's like eight minutes. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I liked it for the most part. Like, I, I got to say, um, I, I enjoyed my time far more so than uh, Paul Blart. But um, <laughs> I, I thought, I mean, <laughs> yes, as as an interesting way to see something and how it, you know, uh, it is. It's a medium. It's, this is this is an exercise within medium itself. I think it has uh, an interesting enough story to tell. Uh, if you're looking to be scared out of your gourd, you're probably not going to be that. Um, I found a lot of just the way that they did stuff very interesting. And um, 
and I, I, I like how it didn't particularly give us an answer per se. I like that. Uh, the whole kind of mystery of it. And, and the whole big kind of, you know, what you do resonates online forever. And, like, that's never been more true, uh, you know, than it is today. And mm-hmm. uh, so the things that you can't that you do can come back and haunt you in a long time. And there are kids right now that are applying for jobs where an employer, all they have to do is Google their name. And they come up with some fucked up shit. And they don't get the job on account of it. So, you know, I, that's why I say that I think this is, would be, a you know, outside of, you know, the genre stuff that's in it. Is uh, to show kids, it's like, hey, look at the lasting impressions that this stuff gives. Look at what these kids did throughout life because they play a game uh, called Never Have I Ever. And a lot of these things, you know, are stuff that teenagers do and get involved with. Mm-hmm. And um, it's things that nobody likes to admit to. But when you give the choice of like, hey, if, you know, you're the last person standing here, you're going out. And... um I don't know. I think it worked well enough for what it was. I wasn't overly scared, but I was entertained enough, and the um, the way that it shone gave me enough to, uh, to to recommend people at least watch it on video. Yeah, I think I'm on board with that assessment uh, entirely. Like, like, it was entertaining. I didn't hate that I had watched it. Uh, I actually saw it before I saw Paul Blart's, and my like take on it is not affected by how much I hated that movie. <laughs> um uh no, I, I think that's kind of spot on. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's the thing, without getting into kind of spoiling some of the stuff that goes in on it, which I think is kind of the fun ride in this, is uh, you know, you um so there's there's the dead person on there, supposedly their uh their dead friend or something, but they may not have necessarily all been the best of friends as as time goes by. Mm-hmm. And, you know, supposedly she had killed herself because of this video that, you know, that posted on YouTube about her just being shit face drunk, which I wish they would have played more of a video because the video, like the trailer and stuff makes it seem like the video is even longer. And I kind of wanted to see more of a video to really I mean, I felt bad for the girl, but I wanted to feel worse, you know? Yeah. Uh, I think that's. I think they missed a little bit of opportunity right there. I wanted to feel worse for about what what was shown for this girl. I think the what under two minute clip that's put on. I mean, it's mm-hmm. embarrassing, no doubt. But would it have made you really? I mean, I didn't. I, you know, I can't say because I, I'm not a teenager and I not succumbed to digital online bullying because it's just not. You know, I'm 33 years old, so it doesn't happen to me. Right. Um, but to I. I it, Maybe you should make something that would really make me think that, oh, fuck me, if this were out, you know, I'd at least contemplate it for a second. But what the, what we see in that two-minute video is absolutely embarrassing, but I don't know if it's kill-yourself-worthy. Uh, right. I don't know. Well, Maybe that's well, just I, me. It's, it's all the stuff that happened after that, right? Like, that people are, I mean, people are telling her to kill herself. Yeah, but, but they didn't they didn't explore that enough for my taste. I mean, they did, they yeah. do a little bit, but they didn't explore the aftermath of that, I guess, and what really led to her led to her suicide. I think that would have been maybe they could have really played that up a bit more because that only kind of trickles in a little bit, kind of towards the end. Mm-hmm. I wish they would have, you know, kind of peppered that out a little bit more. Maybe shown some more Facebook stuff, and you know, kind of. I, I don't know. I don't know how, and that's the tough part with the medium with which it's being told. Um, it's it's difficult to really relay all that kind of information. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. This, this movie, like I said, it gets a lot right. Uh, so I'm very forgiving um, of, of some of the minor flaws. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, uh, that's two fairly okay recommendations. So, mm-hmm. you know, don't rush out and see it or nothing, but, uh, you know, don't. Yeah, I mean, I like honestly, ideally, I, I wish that I had uh, watched this movie on my computer. 
It would have been cool. It would have been. That's probably the ideal way to watch it. Is watch it. I mean, especially if you got a Mac, watch it on that <laughs> full screen, and just kind of sit there with the lights out. I think that'd be kind of cool. Like you're almost another. That's kind of dope. I might actually do that. Yeah, I'm. I'm interested in doing that whenever it's it comes out, only because I think that might actually that work might make it better. As, which, as the oh experience. my god, now my mind is almost being blown right now because here's the <laughs> fucking thing, bro. That's how a lot of these kids are going to watch this goddamn movie. Woo! Yeah. Oh shit! That's that's I, I almost impress myself there that's pretty good <laughs> so so you know like uh, i th- i think that's that's what we need to look forward to yeah. for this, is, is see how it ages maybe we can do like a special report in like three months or whatever email us kids if you've seen this movie on your computer at filmfind at gmail.com <laughs> all right so that that's is it everybody stuff. we I, okay. I think we did pretty well because the first half of the show was really long but we had two fairly short reviews because frankly you i mean they're not worth <laughs> going well, to be in, fair i really detail. hated those teaser trailers well, i can i can see that i can see it <laughs> i don't know that i necessarily agree but i can see well, it dude you know i still like there there's one guy uh who tweets at me still uh about how much i fucking bagged on spider-man that one time <laughs> so, so i just want you to know it's an ongoing that person is nothing if not consistent so give them that it's an ongoing <laughs> saga of of just tweeting this is why you suck <laughs> like 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 i'll think i'll forget that i actually shit talk spider-man on this show once it's like of all and- the things that you say you come up with some stuff that a lot of people not necessarily you know that you know from all walks of life could go like oh well that's terrible and spider-man's the thing they jump on <laughs> yeah i mean feel that's- free to keep talking like i'm glad you're listening to this show oh, and i awesome. actually really enjoy interacting with you on twitter i'm just saying like there is someone <laughs> so and for I, the I record, I didn't. I didn't hate Spider Man too. You can go back and listen to my review on the film find the film find, or uh, uh, not the film find, but herewoviepodcast.com. I love you. <laughs> hey, hey, man, hey, man. We did get a guy who uh, who messaged me on uh, Facebook today saying HMP was his uh, second favorite podcast and uh, film find was his third. I think oh, Bruce's wow. show was his first. So uh, fuck you, Bruce. I love you, but fuck you. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> all right so that's it everybody that is our uh that, that's our episode this week uh thanks for uh tuning in a day late here but uh hopefully we'll be back uh on uh, uh on the uh, fucking tuesdays as as is per usual next week uh speaking of next week uh well let's let's save that for a second matt where we can where we find more of your work on the internet sir uh follow me on twitter uh matt underscore boyd underscore smith um i was on bruce leslie's uh Here's a villains podcast a few weeks back. I guess it dropped last week, right? Yeah. So, so uh, go and check that out. Uh, we have a pretty good conversation about Constantine. Very good. Episode. And uh, I'm wrapping up my semester right now, so the good place to find me just to see what else I'm doing, uh, generally with my life um, and kind of the movies and media that I'm thinking about is Conspiracy Media Theory excellent and of course you can always follow this show on the tweets at the film find and follow us on facebook facebook.com slash the film find uh listen to my other podcast here movie podcast at here movie podcast.com this week we reviewed the rocketeer is that movie as good as you remember it from 1991 we find out about that and of course next week uh we're going to be doing uh batman v uh, no that's batman v superman we're, i wish we could do that that'd be that'd be let, batman v robin talk about a scoop <laughs> <Yeah>. batman v robin <laughs> 
Uh, technically, I think it's versus. There's an S in there. So Batman versus Robin. So we're going to do all that. So check all that stuff out at uh, HearMoviePodcast.com. And uh, why don't you go out and relieve, uh, you know, throw us a review on the iTunes. We really appreciate that. We haven't had one in a little bit, and that guy told me he would give one. So I'm going to pressure him into it in this podcast. Hey, go out and review us. Thank you. <laughs> um, but... Um, so uh, next week we're going to uh, get into. We got a couple of things. I am looking really forward to. It's finally coming out here. It had a little a smaller release and it's gone wider. But uh, X Machina is coming out, and uh, I'm very excited about that. Age of Adeline comes out next week. I'll probably see that. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be very good, but I'll see it. And maybe a handful of other things that we'll uh, try to figure out during the week. So uh, that is it, everybody. Uh, so until next time, for Matt Smith, I'm Adam Portress. Take it easy, everybody. Girl, I must warn you. I sense something strange in my mind. Yo, situation is. Let's kill it cause we run out of time. It's all so beautiful. Relationships they seem from the start. It's all so Okay.
That's my ghost impression. It's a lame one. <laughs> I I thought it was good. People weren't scared of my movie. I just ugh, fucking jerks. The the review embargo on uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron is up. Yeah, I ain't, I ain't clicking on that shit. I'm just. You want me to read you all of the reviews? No, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> this week on, on spoiling the shit out of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what what like? <laughs> there's got to be. What if there was just like the douchiest of podcasts out there <laughs> that like. <laughs> Hi, well, they wouldn't do it, but like, let's, for example, like somebody big enough, just like, hi, this week on Slashville, we talk about Age of Ultron. By the way, here's the fucking spoilers. And like, they give you no, they just, just go, Captain America, you know, fucks Black Widow. I don't know, whatever. Just something that's like, what? So, uh, let's, let's do this motherfucker. Yeah. Let me see. Um, if I can make a note of things I actually have fucking watched, um. Fuck watch. Fuck watch 98. <laughs> that sounds like it's just like a like a porno marathon. It was. It Let was. me make a little sticky here on my uh, desktop, which is what you do when you're... Uh, yeah, I think I did that, uh, uh, you know, usually I'll save that to the end of the night. <laughs> you gotta right. get to sleep somehow. Uh, so we went to see Unfriended, so that's our biggest thing yeah so we'll go paul blart unfriended oh my god okay i've i've actively forgotten that i saw paul blart too well um, that's not going to be a long review I don't, <laughs> if i'm to guess because there's uh, not a ton to say isn't there though i feel like there's well, a kevin james amount of things to say <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good i like that <laughs> 